Hey everyone, how you doing? So, today I'm talking about running again, but I'm going to be talking about a different aspect of running that you may not have tried before, a different aspect of how to improve your running. And that is how to run slower and why you need to run slower. Why you need to practice running really slow. I'm not just talking about the math, you know, the maximum aerobic function quote about run slow to run fast, where that is around reducing your output from this anaerobic output to train aerobically, and then you build your aerobic base, and therefore you then get faster at an aerobic function. While more oxygen's getting into your cells for energy, it's cleaner energy, you can have a higher output with less stress, so the fatigue resistance is greater, so you don't fatigue as much, you can run faster, perform better, and recover faster. All of those things go around that adage of run slow to run fast in terms of the, you know, the Dr. Phil Maffetone principles of math method. But I'm not talking about that today. I'm talking about running really slow. Really, really, really slow. A lot slower than you normally do run. What I am going to tell you in this podcast is why if you are unable to run slowly, super slowly, with efficiency and relaxed body, why you are losing a huge amount of speed and efficiency when you do run faster. I'm also going to talk about what unfavorable biomechanics, mindset, and heart rate have likely become your default settings and how that is causing you problems when you do want to go and compete to push it or why you can't run slower and change your efficiency, improve your technique, why you're stuck in this pattern. And we want to get you out of it. And that's what is going to happen today. I'm going to get you out of these stuck behaviors that are holding you back from improving your efficiency and your speed in your running. Quickly, I want to add that there's a lot of layers to this. So I'm going to say a lot of different points and how they interconnect, but I'm also going to try and keep this as short as possible. So be aware that there are going to be a lot of unanswered questions for your individual process for how you could improve your running and performance. So don't hesitate to get in touch with me to find those other pieces of the puzzle. I can analyze run videos. We can talk training plan. We can talk racing plan and all other aspects of getting great performance out of your running. So pj at petejacobs.com is my email or just DM me, direct message that is. DM me for over social media at Pete J. Jacobs over Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you know, you name it. Um, no, actually, don't name it. I'm not on TikTok or any of those other things. Just Twitter or Instagram at Pete J. Jacobs. All right, let's get into it. Running slower is technically harder, but what it does allow is it's easier to relax mentally and physically, to become aware of that feedback from what's going on in your body. Some of these people out there are going around training with a lot of tension which doesn't allow the feedback, which doesn't allow them to make small changes and notice any of these changes while they're doing all of their running. My first point that I wanted to cover was why 
if you can't run slowly, like really slowly with efficiency and being really relaxed with your muscles, how that is impacting your performance at running at faster speed. Well, first off, if you can't run slowly, comfortably and really relaxed, then there's a few things going on there. And the first thing we're going to talk about is tension. So if you're running with tension and you can't relax, then how are you going to be able to get more energy, more accuracy and more feedback when you are running slow or fast or doing anything that you do in your life? So when we look at an example of great African runners, you know, and they're out for a jog and you can Google it and find these amazing Kenyans going for a run together as a group and they're running five to six minute Ks or nine minute miles when they could run a marathon in two hours or just over two hours. But their easy run is so relaxed that you can see how relaxed that they are. They're laughing. They almost look like they're running on the spot and there's no effort whatsoever in their run. Their arms are relaxed. You could see all of their muscles being loose. Their mind is loose, obviously. They're, they're happy and jovial. And they're able to do this in a really relaxed state in every sense of the word of relaxing mentally and physically. Now, a lot of people who train with tension can't ever actually relax while they're still moving, while they're still operating and exercising. They're still kind of straight away holding tension to move their arms or legs or body the way that they think it needs to move and they want to control it really carefully. So what happens is you ask them to slow down and what looked kind of normal when they were running at race pace with their current tension, because you know we're used to kind of seeing people running with tension and to them, it looks normal that, and that feels normal because it's their default that they are used to. They're chronically used to this experience. But ask them to run really slow. And what happens is they still look exactly the same as when they were running fast. There's not a big change in their mindset. So they're still quite tense. They still have this mindset of, I am running. Therefore, this is how it feels. There's no change in their muscle tension. So if they were running hard with their shoulders up around their ears, now that they're running slow and super easy, super, super easy, they are still look as if they're in fight or flight. They still look as if they are under threat and still carrying all of this tension, even though it should look as comfortable as walking. They certainly don't look like the Kenyan runners that I was talking about on their easy run. So if you picture them now and picture yourself running super, super slow, do you look like as relaxed as them? Well, you probably don't. And the next phase of how, how do we improve, why is running slow so important? And it's this factor of technique. It is really, really difficult to run efficiently at a slow pace unless you have got good technique and good awareness of your technique. The ability to change and modify how your body is moving at different speeds. So for example, 
I went for a run with a friend the other day, a client, and he carries a lot of tension and he's always running at a set pace. You know, he's basically always running at his marathon pace all the time. And his shoulders are a bit tense and his arms are swinging quite a bit, which when, he, when he's running at his marathon pace, how his arms are swinging to keep his legs moving at that cadence kind of looks okay to most people, except when I'm really analyzing it. So to most people and to him, doesn't seem like a big issue. He's running quite well. But when we tried to run slow, well, first off, he wasn't comfortable running slow. He was still always half a, half a step in front of me. He still wanted to, he was chomping at the bit like, like a horse, just chomping at the bit to get ahead. He just wanted to go faster all the time. Wasn't comfortable running slow, which is the first, that first point of wasn't actually relaxed running slow. His default mindset for running was, well, if I'm running, I'm pushing myself and I have tension and that gives me feedback that I am doing something like running. So trying to run slow, back to technique, and his arms were still swinging quite low and still in that same pattern, even though we were running a lot slower. So now what is happening is his arms are moving the same distance, but I'm asking to do everything with less power, with less effort. And yet when you're almost running on the spot, and trying to move your arms and swing your arms quite a lot still, if you try that now, it's not easy. If you're running on the spot and you're relaxed and comfortable running on the spot, your hands and arms don't have time to swing because your cadence is still wants to be the same as it was when you were running fast. However, the power that you are putting into moving your arms drops a lot. So if this is making sense to you, hopefully, Usain Bolt, right? He swings his arms a long distance from back behind him to in front of him because when you're sprinting fast, you are moving your arms very fast with power. You are using a lot of energy to swing your arms to drive power across your body to the opposite leg and to set the cadence also. But you've got to do it with power to make your arms move that far and keep that cadence. So now if you're running at a moderate speed, you're using a moderate amount of energy to, use, to move your arms in a moderate distance to keep a moderate cadence. But now I'm asking you to run with almost no effort, as if you're walking, no effort. However, I still want your cadence to be the same as it was when you were running at that moderate pace. So how do you use less effort to keep your cadence at the same pace? Well, you just don't move your arms at all. They just sit in front of you and just tap, 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 tap. They don't move. Your elbows stay at your side and your hands only move a few inches in front of you and they don't barely move at all. So that's where technique and running slow combine. And the other point with arm movement is, so if you look at some great, again, some great Kenyan runners, particularly the females in majors, in major marathons, which is on YouTube everywhere, their hands are quite high, their elbows are tucked in, and they're twisting their shoulders. Their shoulders are where that 
power to drive momentum from. The thoracic region is what moves. They're not using their arms to set the cadence. It's actually coming all from their shoulders and they're allowing their thoracic to twist, which allows that fascia across body to move with very, very little effort. They can keep a great cadence. However, when you swing your arms further, such as my friend that I was running with, and you drop your elbows, you drop your hands, and you're swinging further, the, the physics, the biomechanics and the, the physics of moving with momentum, kinetic energy, I guess it's called, means that as you swing your arm back, you have to brace against something to then change that forward to forward momentum. What do you brace against? Your shoulders and chest and thoracic region. What does that mean? Your thoracic region is not twisting at all. You are holding that very tense in order to swing your arms to get that cadence moving. And it's amazing. When I, when I watched him, when I was running with him, and then I did it for myself, it was like, yeah, this is exactly what is happening. As you try to swing your arms further at this moderate pace, the effort that it takes to move my arm back and then change the momentum of my arm and bring it forward means that I have to run with a lot of tension through my midsection. From my shoulders down to my hips, everything needs to be pretty much locked if, I am in, if I'm going to be able to swing my arms that much and change the momentum of my arms to keep my cadence up. That is the opposite of running with efficiency. And all you need to do is look at how the best runners run, what they're doing, and especially look at what they're doing when they're running really, really relaxed. So obviously, when they're sprinting, arms are moving really fast with power and force. When you're running at your marathon pace, or anything slower, your arms don't want to be doing any of the work. You want them to be setting the cadence using as little work as possible, and you want your thoracic region, you know, your chest, your ribs, to be twisting. So running at your pace that you always run at is potentially not allowing you to relax anything. You're also not able to tap into your technique, which means that your arms may be dropped lower, which is making you carry tension in your body to make sure that you can change that momentum of your arms every, you know, what, 180 times a second. If you've got really, if you've got good cadence, that's up around 180. So what we need to be able to do is slow down and learn how to relax. So I can tell him to drop his elbows and keep his arms up, hands up. But the next step is learning how to release tension in his body that he's defaulted to. So moving that arm, elbows down and hands up isn't enough. Now he's got to learn to relax that thoracic area and let the twisting momentum, that counterbalance of one leg coming through, the other leg falling back, your body twists to counteract that movement, has to come from a relaxed thoracic area, a relaxed stomach, core, spine, ribs, everything, shoulders, they need to be relaxed in order to allow that counter twist against the momentum of your hips and legs going in opposite directions. Rather than trying to brace with a lever that is very, very long, your arm and hand, a long lever that you're trying to brace against to keep your stride balanced, 
is a very long lever that requires a lot of work to change the momentum of every single time. So running slow, back to why do we need to run really, really slow to change this? Well, because if you have a default setting of this is the pace I run, this is how I run, and this is how I feel when I run, you can't be in touch with any of those factors of feedback, of relaxation, of trying to run and switch off and just think, okay, can I relax more? Yes. Can I drop my elbows more? Can I lift my hands up more? And relax at the same time. You can't make these changes and, and keep that tension. You need to practice releasing that tension and changing technique all at the same time. It's a real mind-body connection that you need to work on. And it needs a lot of work. And that is why running slow, really slow, requires more effort than it will running at your default marathon pace. Because you have to think more about what you're doing to be efficient at a slow pace. Because to you, you switch off, start running marathon pace and tension builds up. It's there and you're happy and your ego's there and your pace looks good and you're in such a state of you know, chronic repetition that you can do that quite easily. Even though you're so inefficient, to you it feels normal. And so to change to a more efficient stride, technique, mindset, relaxed body, it will feel incredibly foreign. How does this relate to running faster? Well, again, if you Google any of the marathon majors on YouTube, you will see the world's best marathoners looking incredibly relaxed while they're doing an all-out two-hour effort. You can't go into a marathon with tension for two and a bit hours, as many people are training themselves to do. If you're training in a state of tension, if you're not thinking about technique, if you can't relax your body with every single stride, if you're not thinking about my muscles jiggling as I relax, that's how relaxed they should be. Then imagine how tense you'll be when you get into a race situation and start to push harder. So it's sort of that chicken or the egg. For these elite runners, it, it was neither. They didn't practice running slow before they learned to be relaxed and they didn't practice relaxing before they learned to run fast. It was just something that naturally occurred to them and they just always were able to do it. However, the thing they did do is from the moment they started training, key sessions every single week were very, very slow runs around other very, very slow runners where they could relax, they could joke, they could laugh, they could go over uneven ground and their body needed to relax. They, they learned to relax as they went. If we train ourselves to be more relaxed and efficient at a slower speed, we're able then to run at a faster speed with that same relaxed feeling. We're still able to be efficient. We're able to tap into our technique more. We're more aware of what our arms and feet and body and mind and shoulders are all doing. If we stay relaxed, once tension builds up, once you get into state of fight or flight, once you're worried about, is he catching me? Am I catching her? What's going on? Am I too far from the finish to start dying and fading? You know, you get all these fears in your head, you will start to tense up and become less aware of how the feedback and you'll be less relaxed. 
So a boxer, for example, like Usain Bolt, you look at anyone at a high-performing level of power and they are incredibly relaxed, even at a maximum effort. If you can't run incredibly slowly within an incredible amount of relaxation, your body and mind should feel as if you are on the couch half asleep. It's the story you need to tell yourself to make your body and mind relax. And when you think you've relaxed, try to relax some more. When you think your muscles are loose, try to get them to jiggle a little bit more. This is a never-ending process of, am I relaxed? Maybe. Can I get more relaxed? Let's try. And you just go on and on and on all of the time. The reason I got better at running is because I thought about everything that I was doing for almost every stride of every run. It was a different thing all the time. I'd be doing a systems check, head to feet. What is happening? Can I relax this more? Can I push my hips higher? Can I get my foot landing underneath me a bit more? Can I spend less time on the ground? Can I get my cadence better? Can I be more efficient? The feedback that I was getting from my body all the time and the minute adjustments that I made all the time, I made them from a slow pace right through to tempo efforts and everything in between. I was always trying to be more efficient. Another reason that running slow really helps is because it takes a lot of focus to overcome and change into an efficient technique while you are running slowly. So the fact that you have to think more about it means you are building more connections, more awareness, because it is taking more of your mental capacity to think about it. Your focus, focus builds focus. So when you're able to spend time without worrying about your speed, your distance, any of those other factors and purely get out there to go slow, it relaxes your body straight away and you'll be able to connect with it more. And lastly, you want to train your body to run in a relaxed state without any pressure, expectations or tension. And to do that, you need to run incredibly slow. You need to come to terms with going for a jog and being okay running really slow. That's part of the mindset training is being okay, not measuring and not getting data and not worrying about the pace that you ran. That is mindset training. That ability to overcome a thought of this is too slow is training your brain to overcome any thought of ego, any thought of self-doubt and fear. My tip is if your ego says, this is too slow, I want to run faster and you find the speed picking up, you have to then run slower. Force yourself to run slow, even if it's just for a few minutes. Just get in touch with the feeling of running incredibly slow. Use it as a drill. Don't think that you're better than these great runners, these world-class marathoners who do it all the time throughout the week are running incredibly slow and relaxed. If you think you're a better runner than them and you don't need to run slow to get in touch with that aspect of being relaxed and jovial and enjoying the run and seeing how slow you can run, how good you can feel, how relaxed a run can be, then you know, you're really kidding yourself if you think that that is not going to benefit you 
to try running incredibly slow. So get out there and run slow and start working on that connection between being relaxed when you run, not carrying any tension, and therefore being able to feel the feedback that you can get when you are relaxed. Tension will block the feedback, which blocks the ability to make changes. So your technique will never improve. Your efficiency will remain low. And if it doesn't feel good running slow, take a video of it, book in a session with me, and we will talk about the key points for you that you need to work on. And of course, figure out what else is going on. Where else can we find some adaptation advantages? So again, look me up on socials um, at Pete J. Jacobs. There's an extra J in there. Email me, pj at petejacobs.com. And thanks very much for listening to this running podcast about why you need to run slow to improve your ability to run faster and more efficiently. Mm-hmm.